Welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Dr. Joni Cannell shares communication strategies for technical people. She shares her own stories of learning to communicate and brings in other nerds and experts to show you how to interact with people in a way that's comfortable for you. And now, here's your host, the uniquely qualified engineer-turned-psychologist, Dr. Joni Cannell. Hello, and welcome to Reinventing Nerds. Today, we have Joe Molina, also going by Joseph Molina, and he is the executive director and the CEO of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. He's also a professor at several different universities, and he teaches entrepreneurship and leadership. And I'm going to dive right in with Joe and welcome him. So welcome, Joe. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Very happy to be here. Yes, I am just so pleased to have uh, somebody on the show who's going to tell us a little bit about how to support veterans toward the end here um, and all sorts of things. Also, how to work with nerds who might Absolutely. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to ask you about your story because you're a very interesting person and um, I've been noting just how full of energy you are. You do so much. So let's let's go through your story for a second to bring our viewers and listeners on board. So you you just your resume. If you were to read his resume, you'd find out that Joe has a variety of experiences from military to teaching uh, to entrepreneurship to writing books and to working with veterans. So Joe, tell us the story of how you came to be the CEO of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce and perhaps how these varied experience helped you to get there. Uh, that's a really great question. And, you know, everything starts with a kind of motivational pool, you know, on what you want to do. So initially, I've been teaching since I was a teenager. I always wanted to teach. Uh, and my first class, it was just, you know, just adult education, basically. And I was teaching people how to get their, helping people how to get their GED. And I loved it, you know, I loved it. And, you know, life comes around and you start going different directions. And then, um, and then eventually um, started working on training and, and doing business. So doing multiple things at the same time, always kind of doing things that I have pleasure with. So I always enjoy doing business. I always enjoy teaching. And they just you know, moving forward in that direction, it kind of gave me the opportunity to try things out. One thing I'm not afraid of is failing. Failing is a, oh my Excellent. gosh, you know, or people ask me questions, like, you know, but working as a consultant, as a business consultant, people will ask me questions. I didn't know the answers, mm -hmm. but those were the best questions for me because then I was able to say, well, hold on and go research that question and come back and give the answer. But to me, I was learning. So learning has always been part of my life, you know, because when I don't, when I, when I don't know something, I want to find out and I want to know what is, what I need to know about that. So when people were asking me questions and I didn't know the answers, I would go and research it and then be able to help them. And, and, you know, so it's always been like that. And then in business, uh, business, you know, um, I had my first opportunity to do business when I was very young and I just did, you know, just playing around with stuff, you know? Okay. Did, so did, what is that? What was your opportunity? I did an event when I was uh, kind of like a teenager 
uh-huh. and organized an event and got some friends together and we okay. did an event and that was successful. That was fun, you mm-hmm. know. So it just, things kept evolving, but the, the always the moving forward, always the trying something, seeing the opportunity and going for it. Right. I, I tell people, you know, uh, there is one thing that prevents people from moving forward. And it's the F word. <laughs> yeah. Fear. Okay. Fear. And it's like fear of what? Whatever it is, but it's mm-hmm. some fear in there. But, I mean, we all feel it. I mean, don't get right. me wrong. We all feel like, oh, my gosh, you know, what's going to happen? But it's pushing through that and just trying it out. And if it works, great. If it doesn't work, you try something else, something different, you know. But it's always pa- following the passion of moving forward and overcoming that little bit of ast- obstacle, the little fear, which fear is also very helpful. Fear is something that we, we, if we learn to use fear to our advantage, it helps us because the fear of coming online with you help me prepare for my presentation, you know? So having a little bit of fear, a little bit of hesitation is very helpful too because that allows us to prepare even more. Now, when the fear becomes an obstacle, it becomes an obstruction that we don't want to overcome, then it, be, it basically stops us from trying new things. So it's normal to feel a little bit of hesitation, a little bit of fear, totally normal, but just go through it. So through my life, I've been doing that. So teaching in front of a class, teaching you know, you know, every time, or speaking into an event, but you know, a group of people, well, that, you know, the little, those butterflies in, in mm-hmm. the stomach, they're always there. They never go away. Right. But, but you don't want them to go away. You want to feel that, you know, you want to kind of, man, this feels good, you know, kind of like. channel it, it sounds like. Yeah, you want to yeah. channel it. You want to, you want to, you, you know this there, mm-hmm. but it's just, okay, that's normal. And just move on. So. So, yeah. I imagine this would be very helpful for veterans to hear. I mean, I, you probably speak to them a lot about this, but I mean, I, I've never been in a war zone and on active duty or anything like that, but being out there, you clearly you'd be feeling fear and knowing that you could conquer it and move on would be a portable skill at work. Well, true. And, and, you know, when, when in the military, there is, everything is predisposed, everything is predetermined for you. Everything is like, this, this is how you do blah, blah, yes. blah, blah. So there is no time for like, okay, I'm going to stop and make a decision. Those, they, you, know, you already have orders and structure, and that keeps the, the momentum going. I think the challenge for, and I'm glad the question, you asked that question, because when we get out of the military, that's when the, the vast openness comes in. Mm. And it's like, okay, now what do I do? What is the next step? You have from having one, two, or three options to having 100, 500, 1,000 options. That becomes sometimes the, the, the main challenge. Mm-hmm. So regrouping ourselves and to say, what is it that I want to do? And then creating our own, if you will, our own general inside that tell us this is the direction. This is the mission. That thing is really what keeps uh, the difference between someone being very confused when we get out. Because, we'll, by the way, we all feel that way. I mean, right. I, I did. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone, 100% of people that I talked to oh, yeah. had the same feeling. 
and it's like feeling of dealing of feeling lost feeling of, of feeling i don't know what to do i don't know what's next or, or what is it keep in mind that when we are in the military we have a purpose we have an identity when we get out of that military that identity is shifted has shifted and maybe sometimes disappear so what who am i now especially been in the military for 20 30 years or, or you know 10 20 30 years it's a long time it's mm -hmm. a lot of 360 days <laughs> in there it's a lot of minutes in there and coming out and all of a sudden you are somebody different who am i now so those it brings other types of questions and that's one of the reasons that really really motivates me to work with veterans because there's a lot of tools that we can provide what i call just in time support right just in time assistance mm -hmm. because information i mean we're in information age we have we can just go to google and find any answer to almost anything right right but we don't like information what we like is focus just in time resources right and so someone who can really give us what we need right now not give us a lecture on what we should do or a five-hour class on what we don't need that we have that already but we needed someone to work with us shoulder to shoulder and tell us what are the steps to take where are the 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 the, the, the shortcuts where are the long you know all those all those all the pathway basically so right. we created pathway uh, for for that transition and veteran to come out into the civilian world and we help them reduce that stress level by help them really say you know to really refocus mm -hmm. and learn how we do things now also to follow on that when we are in the military we have a lot of friends you know and we have a, a good support system Mm -hmm. But the moment we sign the dotted line and we cross the gate, we can go back. Okay. We can go back and talk to our friends and go back and go and have lunch at the, at, at the mess hall or anything. We, yeah. can, we can do that anymore. We get out, but that creates another situation. Let's say someone is in the military for 10 years and they were in the West Coast, let's say Camp Pendleton, for example, or somewhere in, in a basis. But then when I go to the, the, the hometown, somewhere in the East Coast, but they've been out of the East Coast for 10 years, five, 10 years, three, four, five, 10 years. Mm -hmm. When they go back, nothing is the same. Things have changed. Yep. Friends are not there anymore, may or may mm -hmm. not. Lives have changed. So going back and reintegrating in that particular system is going to take some some direction, some support. So, and when we are, think about this, you're, you know, driving into a, a new community where we're gonna live and then, you know, parking our car and getting to our new home. And then we are just one person in the community. Um, we basically become a, a ghost. Because that, that community doesn't know us anymore. The old community, we're not connected anymore. What about, what do I do now? Mm -hmm. So one of the programs that we create in the chamber is called The Connect. And The Connect is a national program that allows me to receive a request from someone in the military and says, I'm going to go move into, let's say, Virginia or New York or whatever. And then and they're going to go there 
And what I do is I connect them with, and I'm going through the Chamber of Commerce's channels or mm -hmm. network. And I call the CEO of that chamber or the person in that chamber says, I have Johnny and his wife or his family or whoever it is coming into your neighborhood, to your community. And what I would like to do is have you meet with, meet with them to get them reconnected, get them connected with the people with, you know, movers and shakers in that community or the resources are available to you. We're in San Diego. They're in New York. Right. You know, I can, <laughs> so <laughs> the, the smart way to do this was to, okay, I got to connect with someone to help our veterans when they're leaving town. How do I do that? Well, using the networks that, right. that, that, that I have access to. And the other great organizations. I mean, there is the, the Legionnaires, there's the USOs, there's the YMC. I mean, there's a lot of great organizations out there. But I decided to do to the chambers just because, I mean, we're a chamber. So it just makes sense. But we use mm -hmm. all the resources as well. So you're a bit of a hub then to get access to the different connections. Well, we actually um, just organically came out that way. Right. You know, because uh, when people are asking me, well, I'm going to go there. Do you have a chamber there? Mm -hmm. So it will take a long time to create a chamber somewhere in, I don't know, Montana, for example. It will take a long time to create one. But, but what is already being created is the Chamber of Commerce, is the, 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 the Legionnaires. I mean, we mm -hmm. have resources like that. So, well, it just, all it takes for me is to make a phone call and have these chambers connected. And, and these chambers go through a process that I want to make sure that the chambers are, you know, they are the good place for them. So that way, so we do a little bit of pre-screening before we send the veteran there. Okay. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. But you also probably deal with a lot of uh, technical people who are veterans, right? And well, one, one of the things that I really would like to um, kind of showcase is that if I'm the person who has the, the, those techie skills, mm -hmm. I, I need to understand that the person doing the hiring is probably an HR person. Okay. Who is not techie. The first step on getting applying for that job is the resume. If that resume should have a clear idea of what it is that I know what to, that, I, that I know how to do, first of all, that anyone will be able to understand it. Because if people don't understand what it is that I do. Oh, that's so important. You know? <laughs> yeah, so that's exactly the communication skills we're talking about here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So having a transmitting that message in a way that the non-technical person will be able to understand it, you have a step up. Right. And taking out military lingo and all of that as well, as well as tech Absolutely. lingo and Absolutely. abbreviations, and, and acronyms. All, the, all those acronyms, all the abbreviations uh, and they need, we need to use common sense when it comes to applying for jobs. Mm -hmm. Because, yes, we, we, we have impressive resumes because we've all the studied within the military and stuff. But again, the person hiring is not military. So the person hiring is not military. They have no clue what simple acronyms mean. MCCR yeah. or whatever, they have no <laughs> idea. What are you talking about? <laughs> so it is the job of the, 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 the techie person to translate that in a way that you can have a conversation with them, you know, and be able for them to, 
to be able to understand. So communication skills for the techie person, for the, as you call the nerd person, mm -hmm. is extremely important mm -hmm. because many times, I'm going to give you my example. I, and uh, I told you earlier, I, I work with techie personal nerds because I, I, I need that in order to, to do my job, you know, in order to do my websites or whatever. Okay. But if I tell someone something, I'm telling them in my conversational lingo. Right. That's a conversation. Mm -hmm. If they are too advanced or too techie or they don't know how to communicate, they're going to give me something else. Or they're going to yeah. give me something so complicated that I won't be able to use. Okay. So having the ability to receive the information, mm -hmm. process the information, and be able to execute to what the person is asking for, that I've seen a, a, a huge challenge on people who come in, 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 in techie fields. You know? yep. Now, when we're talking about innovation, by all means, let the imagination go. Because yeah. there's no limit. <laughs> but when you're talking about communicating an aspect, a communicating to create code or a app or a particular type of uh, certification or website, those things are basically consumer-based. So the consumer needs to understand what it is that, we're, that, that, they're, that they're doing. Because as the consumers, we really don't know and we really don't care how things work that's like, true yeah you know, I, I have mean, no idea how zoom works but we're using it right now all right and, and i'm sure there is tons and tons of technology behind it mm -hmm. but i don't need to know that to be able to use it mm -hmm. so that mindset should be part of the the, the the mindset of the techie person many of our uh, listeners and viewers might be in organizations and so many organizations want to support veterans and so often there's this confusion about how to bring them in or you know how to reach out and all that what can the organizations do now i have a couple of different ways of asking this question i mean just basically to support i mean we also have the the chamber and all that but in terms of hiring veterans in the technical space, especially because we're talking to nerds here today. Right. So if we were looking at the technical ones, what might be some things to, to think of or to look for or to be aware of? Now, one thing that organizations will listen to you show, should be aware of is that you get the best employees when you hire veterans. Okay, tell us why. Well, um, we're geared that way. You have individuals who are committed, Mm -hmm. always do what they're, they're, to reach their goal and they're always working together with other people. So they know team approach. They always complete their tasks. But nothing is left halfway done. And they're always, always following you. The loyalty is huge. You know? Wow. That's quite so, an endorsement. Yeah, that's yeah. perk up uh, organizational hiring <laughs> managers. You Absolutely. want somebody who's going to stick with you and your team and work together. Yeah, hire a vet. That, that, that's it. Mm -hmm. And then there's also the other side of, uh, of these. So when we're talking about techie people, mm -hmm. you know that these individuals are going to perform 110%. You know they're going to follow the instructions that they're given and they're going to complete the task or the mission the way they've been presented. Now, this brings a challenge to the manager because the managers also need to understand how to communicate 
their message or their vision clearly so people can understand it. Okay, let's hear about that. Well, in many cases, many instances, managers uh, or, or supervisors or the leadership of the organization mm-hmm. have ideas in their head and they have their, their vision. They also have problems transmitting that vision to their employees. Right. And they thinking that if I tell people what to do, they'll do it. And that's true. People, you know, if someone is going to pay a check, you know, we'll do it. That's fine. <laughs> but you get very limited commitment from the employees that way. You cannot lead by telling people what to do. Mm-hmm. You lead by motivating people into the mission. So motivating individuals comes from within, not from the paycheck. That is just part of the day. So identifying as a manager what it is that motivates their employees is is key. And that's so hard. I mean, that's what we're talking about, these people skills and motivation. When you're a technical person yourself and you move into leadership, you're used to solving the problems, accomplishing the task, getting the results, but motivating people? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Working with others? I don't know about that. So so when, when the individual comes and works for someone, not a problem because they accomplish the task but when that nerd that techie person wants to be promoted and get promoted or they're being promoted they should receive uh, or they should receive uh, additional training on communication mm-hmm. on motivating employees delegation empowering employees because it's a totally different scenario it's very different than working on a computer than is working with an individual. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fortunately, still. <laughs> and sometimes you understand that you got to work with both. So right. if you have someone who is going to write code, they may be great at writing code. But if they cannot meet with the customer to understand what the customer is looking for, there is no code to be made. So mm-hmm. both have to be balanced. It has to be a balance between what I know in my skill as a technical person versus what my customers need and want. Got to be balanced. Yeah. Wow. This is, let me just summarize for a second here because we've covered a lot in just a few minutes here and I want to ask a couple questions about your leadership as well. But, you know, you were talking about the transition from um, military to civilian work and the challenges there and also just for technical people and a lot of it is boiling down to the communication and then when we're moving into uh, both ways, like when we're moving into leadership, it's also communication. You have to be Absolutely. able to communicate what's in your head to, to others and communicate different languages, sort of translate from the one environment to another. I mean, this happens even if you go to a different company. We have different acronyms. I, I can tell you of going and being in tech myself, switch companies, and all of a sudden, you know, you're working on networks, whereas previously you were working on you know, something else completely. So you have to relearn it all or uh, things like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And, 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 and relearning the things that are coming up. Yeah. You know, yes. Yes. Um, yes. And continue that learning, right? You are also a leader. You are the director, the executive director and CEO of the Veterans Chamber of Commerce. And you've been through a lot in your career. So how, what, how did you develop the skills you needed to motivate people and communicate with them? Well, that's a, a really good question. And I guess the ones that will answer that question even better will be 
uh, the people that are working with me. <laughs> I had a feeling you were. <laughs> but, but I'll tell you the, um, um, the chamber of the chamber of commerce is is run by a a, a board, and each each program, and as you saw the website, each of those programs has a director. And I wanted to do it that way because everyone who comes into the chamber and wants to work in the chamber and develop a, a program that is going to implement impact the lives of veterans and their families, they bring with themselves a passion. So that is kind of halfway there. Mm -hmm. They come in with a passion. What I help them with is clear and, 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 and set up the clear goals and structures and, and, and systems so they can accomplish their passion completely you know, and successfully. So it is easy when you're working with people, if you let the people do their work. It's easy if you want to communicate with people and you're an active listener. It's easy if you're working with people and they, and they are the ones directing their own path with your guidance and support, but you let them do what they want to do, what they're in their, in their pa passion to do. Because setting up systems and programs and accounting and all those things, those are easy. You know, a piece of paper, mm -hmm. graphs and stuff. When it comes challenging is when you are dealing with personalities, when you're dealing with customers, when you're dealing with potential partners, those kind of relationships, that's where the challenge starts. So what I learned is that I have to set up myself a few rules. And I only work, <laughs> I only work with positive people. So anything that I do with the chamber uh, and anyone that comes and work with the chamber, the guidelines that they have to be positive. They have to have a positive mindset. Mm -hmm. I don't, you know, we don't, you know, some people, some people have the, the what ifs or the devil's advocates as they call it. Right. So we don't really, um, we kind of leave them for later. Because those, <laughs> are the, those are the ones that test the ground. So once we create something, then we take it to them and say, try this out, test it out. Yeah. So they belong quality there. Right, quality right. stuff. So they belong there. That's fine. Mm -hmm. But they don't work well when it comes to the innovation because then nothing is done because everything is what if and right. been there, done that. Like, no, 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 no. Yeah. You <laughs> but, need you know? sky creative dreamers in there exactly. at first. And then you need yeah. later for the other folks to come in yeah. and say, wait a minute, reality says, yeah. Right. And then, then we can test it out and, 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 and re re remake it or whatever, mm -hmm. but that's fine. But you know, Dreams, imagination, put together with technology, bring us to today. So the key takeaway I took away from this was hiring the right people is extremely important. And when Correct. you're, yeah, your criteria was really about positivity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And then hiring the right people has another question. Mm -hmm. How do you know you're hiring the right people? Because the right people may not, you know, again, Someone may have the right skills, but having the right, having the right people takes a match. It has to be a match, yes. internal and external match. 
because they may be a really good match for the technology side, a horrible match for the team side. Yeah. <laughs> so it has to be. I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So it has yeah. to be internal and external match. It's a balance, keeping that balance. So you know that the person is coming in to work for you, not because they need that paycheck, but because they want to work. Right. Whatever task that is. Or maybe they love the company, mm-hmm. company structure or something like that. But if someone is coming in to work for someone just because they want to make another, you know, another, another dollar, that may not be a good match. Well, I also heard that another key is to be able to let them work. And sometimes it's hard, especially for technical people moved into leadership positions to let go and not micromanage because mm. you get technical people love solving the problems and doing the work. Right. And it, that's a big you know, moment to, of self-insight to have to say, <laughs> how am I going to let go and let others do the work? But Well, here's, here's yeah, a, a real quick point, sir, because I see that in companies all the time. Mm-hmm. They have the right person, the best person that does the job, and then they want to promote that person. Right. So you just eliminated your best person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, so like the job, the job of the expert, I'm going to call the, the, the tech people the experts. Right. Their job is to be there, to be the expert. There's other people who go to school to become managers, to become leaders. They get their degree being managers and being leaders, learning what it takes to communicate, to, to delegate, to, to empower they are the ones that can come in and be the managers and help with that because everyone has to be in their own position, their own role. And the role of the techie people is not necessarily automatically become a a manager. If they want to, that's great, Mm -hmm. but they still should go and and receive the training on how to be a manager, how Mm -hmm. to deal with the personality of individuals, how to delegate, how to empower. And, these words may come really easy for us and we hear them all the time, but it's very, very hard for someone who never done it before to just automatically delegate. Yep. And there has to be a lot of trust. and. Uh, yeah. Well, and I'm glad you said that because when people say, well, I, I like to empower my employees, I say, well, what does that mean? <laughs> so what does that mean? What does empowering mean? And empowering is that is a value of trust. Yeah. So, and honestly, the best way to motivate employees or to do that is not necessarily for external things, in my experience. It's always been with internal things. You know, most employees want to be recognized. Most employees want to know what's going on. Most employees want to know that their job that they are doing has meaning has a purpose. So if you're developing a program, you're a techie person, you're developing a program, that program needs to be celebrated. You know, right. we reward by celebration. Yeah. Not by giving someone 10 bucks. <laughs> or moving to the next project. Or moving yeah. to the next project. <laughs> Welcome, go to the next one. <laughs> no. Yeah. So it's, it's all inter, and the, the beauty of it, it's all free. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the positivity there, it's, it's radiating from you as well. It's like the celebration piece is really important, and sometimes we forget. that so often we're just so task-focused, we actually forget that the people side of it, they need yeah, the recognition, but also just a, a way to express their joy for completing Absolutely. the project. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All those things. I mean, one of the things that I totally encourage 
the supervisor I train is like, how often do you meet with your people? Mm -hmm. Oh, we meet every day. Okay, that's great. What are you talking? About? What do you guys talk about? Well, the new projects, of course, yeah. the new projects. And I said, okay, well, well, how often do you meet with your people? When they're like, well, I told you every day. No, that's how often you talk to them. How often do you meet and have a conversation with them? Ooh. How well do you know them? Yeah. You know, what's their favorite color? Was you know, do they like cats, dogs? Having a conversation with someone, that is connection. Yeah. That's leadership. Telling people what to do, that's easy. I can give you a recording and tell you what to do. That's easy. But having a conversation with you, having a communication and a connection with you, that's different. That requires time. That requires commitment. Mm -hmm. And that's powerful. Yeah. Wow. I'm going to leave it on that because you've really rocked it today. I want to ask you before we wrap up, what sure. can people do to support the veterans and what can organizations do? Well, um, great question. And uh, um, it, first of all, we wanted to keep the membership of our veterans at no cost. So we don't charge mm -hmm. membership for the, for the chamber. We don't charge for organizations who serve veterans either. We wanted to keep okay. that also uh, uh, free. Now, what organizations have done and we truly appreciate is when we do uh, fundraising or campaigns, do mm -hmm. fundraising, where employees contribute to that cause. So definitely, uh, in order for us to keep our services free to our veterans and our veteran community, um, the, the initial funds are, are needed. So support, financial support from organizations, that'll be greatly appreciated. But not just money, because money, money comes and goes. You know, mm -hmm. money is spending, that's it. But <laughs> participation, we want companies to get involved with the chamber. And then once they get involved, then they can see how they really contribute. You know, of course, everybody, you know, it costs money to buy a cup of coffee, but true. Right. But that's not the issue. The issue is participation. How can they organize? For example, we can, we, we can do an organization, the veterans of an organization, for us to come in and talk to the veterans at that organization, how we can help them. We'll talk to the managers at that organization, how to help them work with the veterans. Uh, so that's one way that we can collaborate. So we're not really asking for anything in particular. We're asking for collaboration with the organizations because the more they hire veterans, they're helping us. The more they help work with veterans or can, we can help them work with veterans, they're helping us. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, so, a, it's a true yeah. way. There are numerous ways to get involved. And how Absolutely. do they get in touch with you then? The easiest and most effective way is through the, through the website. Okay. Our and website, that, and that's the, uh, and I think you, ha you, you can have it but, uh, listed, but it's yes. www.vccsd.org. Okay, that's easy, and we'll have it on the show notes as well. Excellent. Thank you very much. Well, this has been really powerful. Thank you for sharing both tips on veterans and technical people, and we've covered a lot. So uh, yes. thank you so much for being a guest on Reinventing Nerds. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. Had a, had a great time. Oh, good. And uh, thank you to our listeners and our viewers. We're here uh, at reinventingnerds.com. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Reinventing Nerds and encourage you to apply what you learned to help you communicate better. 
for a free consultation with Joni to see how she can help you further, please visit ReinventingNerds.com. Until then, embrace your inner nerd and remain true to yourself while you develop your communication strategies.